So baby, do you have me in the backseat of your Range Hi. Welcome oh, to episode Paul. 12 of the PatCast. I am Landon West. I'm Chuck Livingston. Turn your volume down on that one. I'm Tyler Bennett. And uh, we're here with a very full week uh, of Patriot Athletics. Uh, one that we're going to have to recap uh, with perhaps a little bit of a solemn attitude uh, that's probably reflective of uh, most of uh, our school and, and people involved after the Lady Patriots uh, did suffer a uh, finals loss against Jonesboro. Uh, in the 6A state finals, but it was a long journey to get there, uh, even just last week. Uh, Chucky here was uh, able to go on our behalf. He was fantastic in getting us scores that we were able to relay to you. Uh, so Lake Hamilton High School, new arena. Wolf Arena. New, new setting for, for the volleyball tournament. What, what did you see with Benton and Russellville that led up to the finals? Oh, Marion is really sharp in these matches. You know, they uh, it, the past two years en route to the finals, Marion has actually kind of struggled a little bit against Siloam Springs. I remember in 2014 mm -hmm. in Mountain Home, they almost stubbed their toe. I think they won two of those, 25-23. Uh, last year, Siloam again. This one was at Greenwood. I think one of them was 25-22 or something. They really had a kind of a tooth and nail deal in those first two openers, you know. And, you know, Coach Beasley, notorious, not a fan of, of sitting out the first round while – the other team plays and gets their jitters out, but they, that wasn't the case at all this year against Benton. I mean, th these Lady Pats were ready. They put, they slapped together a super sharp performance against a team that was a uh, 26-12-2 entering play on a, a Wednesday night at the uh, 6 p.m. game. Uh, and again, Marion just absolutely ready for it. Straight sets, looked sharp, everything looked good. Uh, that continued right over into the Russellville uh, match. Uh, Russellville, of course, an old uh, cross-state rival for the Lady Pats um, and uh, one of you know if Taylor Swift were here she would certainly bless it by singing a few bars of Bad Blood uh, perhaps but uh, again obligatory Taylor Swift reference in this show we're at our one it's very early you know so now <laughs> the pressure's off and if, yeah. there, if there are more to come then that's fine but I've got to force uh, Taylor and uh, Ari in there at some point Ari I, I got you girl don't worry about it keep posting those good snap stories too of you uh, in full Halloween costume but uh, Russellville, same deal. They won the first set 25-7. Just I mean, could do no wrong. Just really sharp, aggressive. Um, everything was working. That they let up a little bit, I think, in the third set. I also think Russellville figured some things out too. Give them some credit. I think it was like 25-17. But it you'd be picking nits really, you know. Um, and uh, you know, of course, you get a day off on Friday before the final, uh, which was a good thing because of the stomach bug. I guess it was going around. They were trying. They were hoping to avoid some of that. And, uh, and then, of course, it brings them to the final against Jonesboro, a team that they'd won eight consecutive against dating back to 2014. Uh, the last loss was in October of 13. Jonesboro won that year's state title. Um, and Jonesboro won this year's state title. Uh, just really uh, ambushed Marion. Uh, the first set, I thought, I thought it was a good thing in that I think it got Marion's attention. It was 25-14. Jonesboro appeared to be more aggressive. Now, here's the, the one thing. I think a lot of people see 
a sweep, and they're like, oh, my gosh, they just got dominated. You know, in the first set, that, that might be true. The last two were two-point sets, mm. went almost 28-26. You know, and in volleyball, the interesting thing about it is that a two-point win is, I mean, that's one point either way. And Jonesboro made a couple great plays, a couple great blocks, a couple great digs, where if any one of them goes, you know, differently, who knows? Like maybe maybe Marion's up two to one after the third set. You know, I'm not making any excuses, but this wasn't – this was a more in line with a three-set thriller that we've become accustomed to over the years as opposed to just Jonesboro uh, showing up and, and going to town. I mean, Marion could have easily – have won in four as Jonesboro won in three. But you've got to give Jonesboro credit. They, they were ready to go. They were excited. Uh, Marion was too. And, you know, Jonesboro was just a better team that day. And, that, you know, when you play 35, 37 games, that's going to happen some days. The unfortunate thing is that it happened at the BOA in Hot Springs in the final. So one of the things that we want to discuss is now you have the synopsis of how that state tournament went. Uh, smooth sailing, and then we got to the other half of Hot Springs. and. Uh, hit a bit of a, a road snag there. Uh, Tyler, we, we were there with Chuck. Um, one of the things that I, I think we want to talk about is that it never felt like unfamiliar territory, though, because Jonesboro was the one team that got a set off of the Lady Patriots both games. Now, that district tournament was different. They maybe should have gotten one. But two of those were tied as uh, well. So, so it, it could have gone either way in that third one as well. It never felt like we were in uncharted territory, did it? Uh, no, this to me, this was the same Jonesboro team I've seen the past couple times. They played a little bit better in the district tournament, which is hard to believe because it was a 3-0 sweep. But again, like Chuck's saying, 3-0 sweeps can be deceiving depending on the point totals in there. So I think that this was the exact same Jonesboro team. They didn't look any better, any worse than we've seen them earlier in this year. I think that this was just something was wrong with the Lady Pats. I can't put my finger on it, but this just wasn't the same team that I've seen all year. This was the same Jonesboro team, uh, quoting the famous uh, Arizona Cardinals coach. Uh, they are who we thought they were. And, you know, I, that's all I can say about that. It was the same Jonesboro team we've seen all year. And the interesting thing is, too, uh, when they started warming up at the 20-minute mark, Monk and I both remarked about how sharp Marion looked in the warm-ups. I mean, they – Passes were good. They were putting balls down. They didn't. There were like eight straight kills. They didn't mm -hmm. touch the net on. It was just like you'd seen them do a hundred times by now. And it just it was one of those things, you know. But again, once you get into that scenario and it's two points and it's separated, every little mistake hurts you. And 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 you know that was the thing. But like I said, it, nothing seemed different at all. Even the first set, you're like, okay, they're probably going to win the next three. But well, one of the things I, I guess I I felt a little bit different about it because I felt like suddenly Jonesboro's defense showed up in ways that you knew they were there, but it, it was teetering their direction. What I mean by that is, if it could go right for the Hurricanes, it went right for the Hurricanes. If it could go wrong for the Patriots, it went wrong for the Patriots. And there were a couple of disputed line calls too. There was one in front of us mm -hmm. at the oh, media yeah. table. I mean, was, I, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not making any excuses. In, in my opinion, I didn't even want to bring up official. I thought it was so well officiated. Right. Um, very clear. Obviously, you're going to get that at a state tournament. However, my, my, my concern was that uh, suddenly it's, it's just like fortunes changed. Marion and Jonesboro, I felt like we're so evenly matched, even though Marion had a better record. Um, so one of the things that I, I, I wanted to bring up was how much of this was just dumb bad luck or dumb good luck for Jonesboro? And how much of this was stuff that we were in control of? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Marion actually played a pretty clean game uh, for the most part. You know, some of the – I mean, if you had to nitpick something, like the blocking didn't seem to be quite as potent as it had been during the year, but that's just a matter of timing and, you know, maybe your timing's off a little bit. Uh, Jonesboro actually threw out a couple, quite a few service errors. I'm thinking like eight off the top of my head over the whole match. But, you know, again, you're talking about two almost evenly matched teams, and we I think we all thought that going – going to the arena that day um, and you know eventually if you play a team enough you're gonna yeah it's hard to beat somebody four times yeah I think one of the keys in this one was probably the most underrated thing in a sport like volleyball I thought this was a tremendous job by the coaching staff at Jonesboro mm -hmm. I mean it's hard to beat what's the Jonesboro's coach's name again Craig, Craig, Cummings. Cummings. Craig Cummings he's a really really good coach and it's hard to beat a coach as good as him with that talent that he's got four times in a row so I think this was a good job making adjustments, scouting out film, and just a good job with the game plan. On top of that, we know Jonesboro's two best players are freshmen. Now, this is something we've pointed to with Marion's football team this year. When you play so many younger players, you know, at the beginning of the year, they probably are freshmen, and they make mm -hmm. dumb mistakes. You get scatterbrained. You're, you know, you, you take things harder than you should, but they're 14 and 15. But by the time you're playing in the state final last week of October, you're not a freshman anymore. You're a sophomore, you know. And, and now if you're super talented and you're a freshman, you can compete as a freshman. But now you're a seasoned sophomore with a whole, again, 35 matches under your belt. That's a little bit different, you know. So, um, again, if they played ten times, I think Marion wins seven or eight. I mean, I, I can back that. But yeah. it just so happened that the two or three times happened in the state final. Bad time for it, you know. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I wonder if they should have lost – I say a lot of people, two people, maybe like, oh, I wonder if they should have lost one of those. I mean, you don't think like that. I mean, again, right. if you're a good team, you got to play. Uh, but, again, and that's the other thing. We've talked about it before, the revenge factor. Jonesboro, eight straight, three this year alone. District final got heated, ended on a bang-bang a, a call in the corner. Uh, there right. we go. Uh, and there's Ari. Uh, ended on a bang-bang call. So maybe Jonesboro now has got the chip on their shoulder. You know, everybody's hearing about Marion. You know, oh, Marion's going to steamroll and all this. And I think Marion certainly was the favorite. I think we could, would probably agree to that. But sports are funny. I mean, this is what I was telling Ali Bramucci and uh, Bo Triplett today at the Halloween baseball game. Like, that's why we watch sports. Like, if everything happened the way that it should on paper, I mean, why would you watch it? You know, you still got to play. You still got to compete. And the best team doesn't always win. And that's just – that's my feeling. Like, I feel like if they played it again, Marion probably – I mean – you know, Coach Beasley told me after the game, she said, I will take the same squad and do the same thing and, and feel good about my chances. It just wasn't their day. And obviously that's th – there are two questions that come of this. I think we've told this story pretty well. Two questions that are in my mind, and I really don't like having to ask the first one because it sounds like we're making excuses. But I, I'm very curious to know, what is a tougher challenge? Being the winner, the champion of the 5A, 6A East, or being the 6A champion? Ooh. Got to be 6A champion. So many games in such a short amount of time, I would say. I mean, win the state tournament, you got to win three games, you know, maybe four games in five days, potentially, if you're not a one or a two seed. Uh, playing at a neutral site, you know, the single elimination deal, you know, over the course of a conference schedule, they played 18 matches this year, you know, and you're able to avenge maybe an earlier loss. So I would say this, I would say winning any tournament is, is pretty difficult. Although we know the 6A, 5A East was a pretty stacked uh, deal. To me, to me, this question's kind of like, as as far as how good the talent is, this question's kind of like, which is harder to win, the NBA Finals or the World Series? They're two completely different things with uh, huge amounts of talent on both sides. They're both best of seven. Both I guess best. The one comparison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, but other than that, um, just 
completely different as far as the competition goes because at the top, the 5A, 6A talent is so much better compared to the top of just the 6A by itself. Right. That's but it's also hard because it is in right. all that well, game. And as we together. found out this year, Jonesboro was the best team in, in the 6A or 1A or 2B. I mean, so – but they played in the conference. They played them home and away, so it's – I mean – but I, I think that the longevity of having 18 games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you might could disqualify a few of those uh, as a challenge. Uh, but, however, you had four teams from the 6A, 5A East that were representing at the finals. Valley View, Paragould, Jonesboro, Marion. That, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, if you had to face three different finalists for a total of six different times and you only dropped one of those – that seems to me like quite an accomplishment, and no matter the amount of time. So it's one of those things where it, not anything should be diminished just because they had one bad day. But I really think that the 5A, 6A East champion should shine through probably more than it's going to or Jonesboro would certainly like. Uh, and, and that's to Jonesboro's credit. I'm, it, the, the, the purpose of this conversation is definitely not to discredit Jonesboro or discredit Marion or anyone like that, but to I'd like to give Jonesboro a ton of credit for what they did. Um, that it was stacked against them, they responded very well, and they were rewarded with the championship for it. So, final question I would I would like to pose to both of you, and and I, you know, you feel free to answer however you want. Obviously, this is a dynasty type um, team. What does this do for memory lane? in three or four years are we still kind of in it right now where we feel bad and maybe a week later two weeks later it'll kind of be put in a good perspective or is this is there something else that we're not seeing yet when we look back at this team i think ultimately in the end uh, a lot of people are going to remember they went all the way to the finals but they didn't get it done but to me this loss does not define the team they still are state champions uh, they did it last year. Uh, still with this incredible record, incredible home record. Uh, what was that record at home again, Landon? Something in O. 33 and O, yeah. That's right, that's right. So, you know, I, I mean, name another Patriot sport that can come close to something like that. Even with uh, the dominance that uh, Patriot volleyball's had in the past, has there been a three year stretch where we can say 33 and O in volleyball? Uh, the, maybe the 09, 10, 11 teams. I think maybe. They, they, they had a they had a long conference winning streak. So I, I assume they they could have dropped a non-conference at home. But uh, of course they want they went to the finals three years and they won two of those. But it's it's a, the resumes are comparable. To me, uh, this is going to be this is going to be the ultimate dynasty right now for Patriot athletics that just had one bad day, and that's the only thing that's the only thing I can use to describe it. Chuck, their legacy. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible legacy. You know, I, I, I told them all after the game. I told Allie and uh, Bo today at the baseball game. You know, I, you can't let this define you. You know, this isn't, this isn't what they're going to be remembered for. They're going to be remembered for being awesome. You know, play, I mean, win a bunch of games, first of all, which is very important. You know, defending home court, conference champs, state champs. You know, and I'll, here's the thing. I also wonder if, you know, it, it just – I think the thing that sucks the most is that it was the last game. Like, if – if you flip flop 15 and 16, like maybe they they lose last year to to uh, Greenwood, you know, but they win this year. Like I think that everybody feels differently, even though the resume is exactly the same. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. I think the only thing is that maybe leaves you with some with some you know bad emotions is is maybe that you know that's how they went out. But that's not how I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember 
the big games, the big games they won, state championship, the conference championship. Um, and I'll just remember, you know, Jonesboro uh, played its A game that day, and, and they just didn't. But, like, you know, I just don't think you can dwell on that type of thing. I mean, if, if you only dwell on the, the bad stuff that happens, you don't really get to enjoy the good. And yeah. it was a great run. I mean, three, three years, like, I, you know, I told, you know I, I told a couple of them, I was like, I, I'll never forget those three years because you knew that team was going to show up. They were going to play hard. They were going to compete. They were going to be there, and and they did. I mean, I, you know, they, they responded to every, um, you know, roadblock that they had, and you can't say that about a lot of teams, you know. So, and they, and they did win the state championship. Like la, it was last year, but like again, state championships are hard to win. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, they're, if if everybody won them, then it wouldn't be a big deal. But it is, you know. So, you know, I told them today, like I was like, you know, they can come back, and especially the seniors. They can come back in 10 years, 15 years to Patriot Volleyball Gym where I assume they'll still be playing. And they can look at those three trophies. Be. <laughs> and they can look at those three trophies and say, man, we, we had a heck of a run. And they did. And They've got more than all three of us combined. Yeah, I'm, I got them ringless. Like, I'm like, you know, so, so that's the, I'm like Charles Barkley. I'm like Chuck Barkley. So that's the thing. <laughs> like, it, what a legacy. You know, uh, I'll never forget them. I, you know, I, I hope, I hope they're able to make peace with it because uh, they certainly deserve that. I mean, they, they left it on the floor and that's all you can ask. And, Sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Sometimes you don't always, you know, like I said kind of earlier in the year when we were talking about ugly wins they had. You know, not every game's a referendum on the type of season or schedule they had. Um, th and that's the same case here. You know, this loss is not a referendum on that. It's, it's just it went Jonesboro's way. And that's, you know, it doesn't change what they did in their careers. So, so and, and, and one thing I would like to add is uh, if you were coming to these games uh, to see really good volleyball players, that's fine, yeah. but I think that the most of the majority of us were coming to see really, really good people. Mm. Um, to me, their legacy is completely unfazed because their legacy wasn't necessarily volleyball. I think that it was about uh, being kind, being good representatives of Marion, having fun, being a family. Uh, and when families go through trials, they go through them together. This is one of those things where having a family is going to help you to bounce back. Yes, it's, it's unfortunate that there is no game now to kind of wipe the slate and get that bitter taste out of your mouth, but eventually bitter tastes do go away on their own. And I think that that will be here. If you are thinking that this is any kind of blemish on their legacy whatsoever, I don't think you were looking at the correct picture that the rest of us were looking at when we see these girls. Um, because what they did off the court to me was more meaningful than what they did on the court or you could say how they did it on the court. I think that a lot of times, just looking at the calm behind our team, the familiarity with one another, the love that they have for one another, it was just kind of a reassurance that, you know, this is more than a game. Um, this was about family, this was about our community, this was about uh, Marion. And now it changes a little bit um, to where volleyball's over. However, we do get to see several of them continue. Uh, we know that Destiny and, and uh, Hope play softball. Uh, Maggie's been on the soccer team before. AOP's making a comeback at basketball. Uh, and, and you will see them around town. You'll see them at church. You'll see them in the community doing so many things. And, and that's when we smile, I think. Uh, and, and the day in Hot Springs will just be a far faint memory, I think. So you just got to be very, very proud of, of how, how they conducted themselves. And that's the legacy, I think, the family legacy, not, not the championship dynasty. So. Which is just a bonus. I mean, you know, like you said, it's not, you know, they're, 
I mean, yeah, they're a group of people you'd be proud to know, you know, proud to call friends and get to know and, you know, the stories they tell and, like, the experiences. You know, the volleyball's great, but you're right. You'd rather know people like that than, you know. Yeah, and if you want to know the backstory to some of those stories or what led up to this, uh, check out uh, Portraits, Reflections of Family. We put it out a couple of weeks ago. You'll see it in our YouTube channel. Uh, it's, it's their stories from their perspective, and it was a lot of fun to do and, and to hear these stories. So let's go back. All right, we're back now to talk about some uh, Patriot football as Chuck has ducked out on us. Something about a World Series, I don't know. I, I, they're off tonight, I, Cubs fans. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about that. Last Thursday, uh, Friday night, the Patriots took on the Jacksonville Titans. I never said Red Devils. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, Just remember the Titans. Uh, <laughs> writes itself, folks. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, the, the, the Titans that we remember, it was a great night for the Patriots. Uh, but I, I think a couple things that we talked about uh, on the way to um, Hot Springs that stood out in your mind and Chuck's mind, uh, with a 42-6 win, it, on the paper that looks fantastic, but were there some things that maybe uh, we, we need to look at again? Um, yeah, I think that the main thing with this game was just it looked like they kind of took Jacksonville uh, for granted. Uh, I think that the way that they played Jacksonville, just uh, the intensity that they had and some of the breakdowns that they had defensively, if you play that way against Jonesboro or uh, any other team, you know, sorry Jacksonville, but if you play that way against any other team, you're going to lose that game just because of the way that that was played. Other than that, um, I don't think that senior night had too big of a distraction. Uh, they made the big plays when they needed uh, to make them the huge plays, including a 91-yard uh, touchdown by Tom Young. Uh, but some of the ones that stuck out specifically as far as just uh, negative marks would be the two uh, uh, fourth downs earlier that you didn't uh, convert early in the game. Uh, Coach Davis, uh, he was yelling at the line so uh, bad. My mom actually... Uh, heard it in the stands. I was like, man, is that Coach Davis yelling that bad? So hear him through the press box windows too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just a couple negative marks like that, but you still got uh, a short week uh, if you want to help improve those. And I think that I, I think that was just playing down to the opponent. Sorry again, Jacksonville. Well, one of the things that I think that came of that was the fact that. Uh, Yes, a little bit of it was the Jacksonville effect. You know, mm -hmm. you've got a team that's lost to Mountain Home, another team that you've dominated, and uh, just kind of under, you know, underperforming right now. I think that they're going to get fantastic in the future. Uh, but right now, it was just kind of one of those things. Well, okay, it's senior night. Maybe we'll take it in a little bit. Uh, I, I agree with you. It wasn't a distraction. Uh, things weren't necessarily normal. One of the highlights of the night was Trexel Prophet taking. Speaking of not normal, <laughs> taking the uh, the first snap as QB uh, and dumping it off to Charles Stokes. A fantastic move on Coach Davis's part and on Jacksonville's part for uh, letting, you know, kind of reeling back on that, you know. So I think that that was just a fantastic moment for a senior who certainly deserves it and added him Pat Cass Player of the Week. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's just one of those things that you know it, it, it was a game where not everything was normal but you got your result. It was kind of like if you needed to meet these checkpoints along a way or something, you got to the checkpoints when you needed to be there. Maybe how you got there wasn't exactly what you are used to or want to do, but that's also a good thing. When you needed to make the plays, you did, and hopefully that trans transfers forward because we've got one heck of a game coming up this week 10 Thursday night in good old Jonesboro. 
a team that, uh, a school where the, the love is, is quickly dwindling. Uh, Never had it. I, I did. I like them. Uh, so one of the things that we want to talk about now with Monk Smallers is there's this name that has been coming up for years out of the Jonesboro program. Monk, what is that name? Uh, his name is Jonathan Adams. He is a uh, wide receiver, got a couple uh, college offers. Uh, just a man among boys out there uh, when I'm looking at film just because uh, not just the size but the way that he plays too. Um, he's make, he makes all the plays that he needs to. He puts Jonesboro in good positions to score uh, even uh, when it looks like they're in dire straits. Like uh, I saw one they had a personal foul penalty so instead of third and one it's third and 16 and he makes a couple guys miss and still ends up getting it. So. Uh, he's a playmaker. That's going to be your guy. Number one on the field if uh, you're going to be looking for him at the game uh, on Thursday. Uh, and looking at some of the other stuff uh, with uh, Jonesboro, besides Jonathan Adams, they have a uh, pretty good tight end. Um, he's been very reliable. Not necessarily good speed, but he uh, does have some pretty good hands. So uh, he's going to be a factor with it. Uh, one deal if you're wanting to get at Jonesboro, uh, is you, uh, you're going to be able to shut down their run. Uh, that's going to be a main thing. Is it's going to be it's going to be not necessarily easy because it's still Jonesboro, but that's going to be at least one thing that you think that you have an advantage at. Just because uh, I'm looking at one game specifically where Jonesboro got shut down on the run. They were mainly doing uh, run pass option and uh, running out of it because they weren't giving them the look to come out of that passing part or the quarterback keeping part of the option. They wanted to make that uh, running back do it, and he couldn't get any lanes all night. That game was Cersei, and we know how uh, Cersei's run defense was. I'm looking at Tom Young's yeah. rushing yards against Cersei. So. Quite a few there, 191, I believe, is what it was. Yeah, it was quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, and this is the game last year where obviously Tom Young became a semi-household name. Uh, so the, run, the running defense, for Jonesboro is probably going to suit Marion's style. Okay, so here's another thing, though. Is Marion's defense, what is it going to take for them to keep up with this offensive attack that just seems to have no stop? Uh, the main thing uh, that I was thinking about on film was Marion is going to be undersized. Uh, these are some really big wide receivers, and uh, – the DBs are going to have to play the game of their life, basically. Uh, no, nothing against our DBs, but uh, with – Physics is physics. <laughs> but with this uh, smaller, faster defense that we have, you're going to have mismatches like this. And Jonesboro uh, has an, a little bit of an advantage with this big passing game. One thing where Marion does have an advantage as far as our defense versus their offense is I think our defensive line is going to have uh, a, an advantage uh, against their offensive line. Uh, they like to pull a lot, which will free up a space for a lineman or a linebacker to run free. Uh, even on passing plays, they like to pull, which I thought was kind of weird, but apparently it gets the job done for them. So uh, who knows with that? Uh, it also sets up uh, that run-pass option with those pulling guards, so I just thought about that. But uh, the main thing is uh, I think that uh, the stars of the game as far as defense for Marion could be the linebackers. 
Uh, I think that uh, whether it be you dropping them into coverage, they could get some interceptions uh, because that tight end will like to do a lot of shorter routes. And if the linebackers are covering him, uh, their quarterback doesn't necessarily make the short throws. He'll, he's fantastic with these long passes downfield, but the short throws are what's giving him trouble. I've seen a couple interceptions with that. I've seen an interception on a stop and go route where the receiver stops and then goes downfield and he throws it like he was running the stop the whole time. So on shorter throws, the Marion linebackers, they could have a good job with that. Plus, if they're blitzing, they may get a couple tackles in the backfield. So the linebackers are going to be the key uh, for the Patriot defense. So there's a lot that's at stake here, obviously. Uh, with uh, Marion, if Marion can knock off Jonesboro, I think it would take a, a bomber win against West Memphis. Mm -hmm. uh, that would boost us all the way up to number two. Uh, there are scenarios that have us between four and two. Uh, obviously, if, if Marion loses, that's four. Uh, there are scenarios where if Marion wins and West Memphis wins, we're at three. Just all kinds of crazy things right now with tiebreakers and everything. So it's a lot of fun. We were talking, we were commenting, you know, thank you, AAA, for bringing this back. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We'll keep it up in the future, hopefully. Um, so keys to the game. Chuck gave us our or gave us his. And it's a very blunt one. Stop Jonathan Adams. Easier said than done. I think every team has had that as their key to the game so far. Um, what is yours, key to the game? My key to the game is going to be the Marion running game. Uh, Marion's uh, run offense, that part has uh, it's kind of dipped down a little bit. I know numbers, uh, numbers will kind of help me there a little bit. Uh, I know that the breakout game wasn't until Cersei for Tom Young. So uh, with a run defense like this that Jonesboro has, I think Marion gets the run game started early. That'll free up the passing game. But Marion's run uh, game, uh, without a doubt, has to be the star in this one. So that's my key. All right. And for me, this is one of those things where I think we're prepared well enough on, a, on an X's and O's uh, type preparation to where we can keep up with them. Now, it may be one of those things where it is a shootout. Uh, last year, we led them at halftime, uh, and then it just took off, and we couldn't quite keep up in the second half. It got very interesting in the middle of the fourth, but still, they, they kind of uh, uh, galloped off into the, into the sunset finally. Uh, I think Marion's more well-equipped this year to keep up with them for the whole game. There's just one thing that's going to have to happen. Discipline. Jonesboro had 17 penalties against West Memphis. How many were personal fouls? 12. So it's a huge number to have 12 personal fouls in a game. We kind of have to block that out, don't play their game, and just take, uh, take it as it comes, but don't let it affect you. Discipline is going to win this game, and it sounds like maybe Jonesboro isn't quite there in that department. Uh, I think 12 personal fouls is a very, very good stat that would support that. So I'm doing the math right quick. I, I have to use a calculator. I'm sorry, uh, math people, but that's 180 yards. Yeah. So, and, and against West Memphis, it was just uh, kind of a, a last-second play, the very last play of the game that won it. Maybe if you don't have one of those, it, it, it changes things. So I think that if Marion can, can keep its composure – not be so frustrated like uh, maybe last year was. Uh, you are prepared. 
you're prepared offensively, certainly. You're going, I think Marion's going to put up 40. I think that Jonesboro's going to put up 40-plus. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be a huge uh, offensive night, but it, it's, it's one of those things where the preparation from the teams like Jackson, Missouri, you know, they run the same offense that Jonesboro's going to run. Uh, these spread teams like Searcy, uh, and, and even a little bit, I think that uh, the, the Pine Bluff game is going to teach you a little bit about keeping up with that. So you're there. Just keep your head right here. And everything will be, I think, a really good show for Patriots. And I think that the Patriots can and probably do win this one if these things go their way. Sometimes you need everything to go your way. I think that this one is not everything. I think it's just discipline and not giving up big plays. Just play your game. That's the main thing that I'm thinking about with what you're saying. Just play your game. They're going to try and get in your head. They're going to try and uh, get every advantage that they can get. Just, just be you. So, uh, great game Thursday night. Uh, we hope the trenches that they're very loud, very proud. Uh, there's a very fresh memory from Jonesboro right now. So, uh, hopefully that that will uh, motivate some, some travel on a Thursday night. So, uh, I know in my class, no homework Thursday. So, uh, I, I, I hope that that will be incentive enough for us to get up there. So, on behalf of Chuck Livingston, the Cubs fan, who apparently thinks it's the World Series tonight, a little too excited. I'm Lennon West. Tyler Bennett. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Packcast. Go Pats.